If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today on our show, we have Lydia Hudgens. Hi, Lydia. (laughs) Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. We're super excited to have you. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I've been such a huge fan of you guys. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so before we get into all the fun stuff, do you mind giving our listeners uh, an introduction on who you are and how you got started in photography? Um, well, I'm uh, initially from San Francisco Bay Area. I'm actually um, was a documentary photographer when I first started oh, out. Wow. And then cool. I made the verge into fine art photography. And now I am a fashion photographer for the most part. So it's kind of a long way. I went from like one direction to the opposite. And I live in New Jersey or Union City, New Jersey now. Yeah, I mostly shoot a lot of plus size fashion um, is like my really like my category that I kind of like focus on. And yeah, I guess. <laughs> So did you go to school for photography? Yeah, I went to the Academy of Art University um, in San Francisco. And my background's actually like, I was trained on film. Mm -hmm. I like made the move to digital like my last year before I graduated. And I sold all of my cameras. Did did the same thing. It was such a bummer. I know every single time I hear you guys talking about that on the podcast, I'm like, oh my God, I totally, it's so awful. (laughs) We just had no idea. I was like, I'm never going to use this again. Yeah, I, my parents, actually, this is, like, heartbreaking. Every single time I say this, it's, like, stabs yeah. me in the chest. Yeah. All my negatives from college, no. I was keeping at my parents' house, and they threw them away. <sighs> all my prints, all my negatives, yeah. I have a similar thing. Um, my my mom, you know, she we're, I'm a 90s kid, so all of our stuff was shot on film, obviously, because that's all there was. But my mom just didn't realize, like, to keep the negatives, because she made yeah. her double prints, put them in the photo album, and then just, like, sh- throughout the negatives and i'm like i i, I kind of knew this answer when i called her recently to because i'm like i could make like bigger bigger prints i yeah, can make a bigger yeah. picture of my grandmother yeah. and i was like did you i don't remember seeing the negatives did, did, did you save them <laughs> no. she was like no she's like i'm sorry i really just didn't know i'm like i'm not mad <laughs> it's okay I know. Looking back at it now, too, my, my parents had my dad was like a fox when he was growing up, and there's all these <laughs> yeah. photos. He because he shaves his head too, cool. um, but he's been shaving his head since I was like a little kid, and he had like a, this like thick, full, luscious Ooh. hair, and he was 
really into vintage cars. Um, so apparently that's just like has continued down yeah. the line. And it's just like a bunch of photos of him with this like Elvis hair. <laughs> and all of those photos no longer exist because oh, no. they were, you know. That's a bummer. Man. I know. I'll tell you what, though. One thing about that, I just recently started going through, like every time I go home for Christmas and stuff, my mom will give me old pictures. And sometimes I'll have the negative, sometimes I won't. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you, the, the print quality back then was really, really good. So even getting yeah. good scans of the prints, yeah, I, I've been kind of blown away with that. I mean, it, they... They, That's a good idea. Yeah. The quality is so much better from back then than, say, your Walgreens, you know, 99 cent. Four yeah, by, well, you know, I don't know. That's just one thing I was. That's because to... it, it was like real photo paper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? It was yeah. like premium Kodak photo paper. Right. Or Fuji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I miss, I, I was taught how to color print too. And like looking back Ooh. at that now, I mean, I know there's places in Brooklyn and New York, I think. Mm-hmm. I haven't really explored that too much. Cause like I said, I literally just kind of, well, before we get on, but I just kind of reemerged into film in the last like year and a half. And, and then COVID happened. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, um, but I'm like, I know there's all these places. I just haven't explored them. So, so are you full-time photography? Lydia? Yeah. I mean, I do a little bit of influencer stuff as Mm -hmm. well in terms of my own. Um, I was doing a little bit more before COVID. And then I kind of got sick of it because I'm tired of taking photos of myself. Because yeah. um, I'm sure like any photographer, we don't really like being photographed. Right. So it was definitely like when I started doing more of that, it was like very weird for me to get into it. Mm. And then COVID happened and all I had was myself to photograph again. So, um, although I started, I did do a lot of FaceTime sessions. Really? Okay. So, yeah. How how's that been? Because because we've we've had other guests on the show talk about FaceTime shoots, and I'm just like, tell um, me more. <laughs> initially, I really liked it because it was a way to continue to shooting. Yeah. But then I just got the fuck over it. Like uh, it's just like, well, because a. Like they're not your the subject isn't a photographer generally right. and like so you're directing them they don't know anything about light so you're literally like right. handling oh, yeah. them the whole time and it just took so much work right so I'm thankful that I have a backyard here in Jersey so I've kind of moved on into in person sessions and things are better in New York that I feel right. like most places right. so. Thankfully, I'm able to shoot safely here. But yeah, initially, I was like just doing that. I was helping, especially since I wasn't able to get unemployment initially. Um, love that for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just something to do. But then I, I yeah, it was it's not the best quality yeah. for that. for sure. Right. So right. that's cool, though. That that caught on like wildfire. It was really like it, all d- the rage. Yeah. Yeah. But I, th- I feel like it, it was only for that amount of time. I don't think anybody is really. No, yeah, yeah. I hope it doesn't continue. No. <laughs> it's not great. I've had a few people reach back out to me, being like, "Oh, I really want to do something." I was like, "I'm not doing that anymore." Yeah. If you want to shoot with me, you can shoot with me in person. I just like it's so frustrating to like have to deal with reception and like right. the quality of the images is usually terrible. I think the best quality of images I actually got is a shoot I did through Zoom, and I shot the model with my actual camera. Wow. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked them. It was the only time I'd shot. It's actually with my Canon 1V. I shot it with film, which was like such a weird sort of. Yeah. It kind of felt a little weird because I was like shooting my computer with like a film (laughs) camera, but I love those photos. 
but for the most part, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not the same. No. Not being like a person, being able to direct the person, kind of figure out what they're doing with their body. And I just, I feel like you, especially, I work so like one-on-one with people. Mm -hmm. So it's just so weird. I feel like there's such a disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. How has it been getting back into work? Are you, are, I know you've done a lot of stuff for like some publications and things like that. Are they like, do they have like super strict COVID rules or are they kind of like, um, just be safe and, and give us prints or give us images or whatever? Yeah, I've done a few. Well, most of the publications that I have worked with um, recently, I did mostly all old images that I had re-usaged. Mm. Like they oh, cool. were asked for usage again because a lot of the time is like, they're not able to shoot anything, you right. know? Um, Fashion week would have happened literally oh, true. next week. Wow. And I usually shoot that for InStyle magazine every season. And they sent me an email like a month and a half ago and said, sorry. I'm like, I'm no shit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I shot with a brand actually this morning in my backyard, which was cool. I think people are like just wanting to do things safely. So they're open to kind of figuring things out. Right. You know? That's, That's cool. It, it's it's going to be a while until things go back to normal. Like, I think at the beginning of COVID, we were kind of just like, at least I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I was like, man, you know, by fall, things will be, you know, back yeah, to yeah, normal. Yeah. How, and, how, how how hopeful we were in the beginning yeah. of all this. Oh, I know. I was like, it'll just be like a month or so. Yeah. And then- <laughs> man, it, it really changed everything. And it, it kind of hit me recently because, you know, I've been out of work and just kind of living on unemployment and then that kind of fell through like that's that's a big question mark right now because the the stimulus is gone yeah yeah it's just such a pain and like now people aren't getting their money they're supposed to be getting and it's just like chaos it's like do i risk myself and go back to work and yeah like i i just don't know what to do and like like just talking about doing shoots with people there's a podcast that started recently a couple friends of mine started a podcast and it really took off for them and they're like reaching out for me to do pictures for them and i'm just like damn i i want to but i just don't yeah no yeah. like i don't i don't interact with people i've been kind of a hermit through this whole thing right. so i don't i will say that initially i was really scared i'm a paranoid person and like Same. i um i'm also an introvert so like i feel like it was so funny because I joke about this all the time. I'm like, I was an introvert before all of this. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was already I was already scared of people and now yeah. I'm terrified. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think it just took me a little while, but I mean I don't know where it is like in terms of how it is where you are, but I think as long as you do it in an isolated enough area yeah. um, and just make sure you're wearing a mask and that you're not getting too close to them, I think you'll be fine. Yeah. I think there's a lot of fear going around with it, which is totally understandable. Yeah. But I kind of had to talk myself off of that because I was realizing that I like didn't leave my house right. like at all. Yeah, I've only yeah, been yeah. like ordering in and stuff like that. So it's been, I feel a little better now that I'm actually like in like working with people again. Yeah, so Yeah. Was there any, any like photography hustle going on during COVID that you were doing or just the, just the um, FaceTime stuff or. I started selling prints Mm. a little bit but i shoot like i said i shoot mostly models so i was giving a portion of that revenue to the models i didn't sell that much i think i i mean i guess i did if i look back at it um i did it through so society six oh, okay yeah and they take such a huge portion yeah. which i didn't really realize 
So I probably would have made a good amount of money if I wasn't using them. Right. But I only think I made like, I don't know. I think I made maybe $1,200 total. And that's... That's pretty good. It is, but it's before um, the models. uh, Because I gave the models like 30%. um, Because a lot of what I shoot is nudes as well. And so I didn't really feel comfortable taking money off of someone's body. Right. I ended up donating a lot of it to Black Lives Matter as well. So... Man, that's yeah. that's one thing you don't hear about much, like actually paying the model. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For, I know. That's, uh, yeah, that's well, great. I mean, I normally don't. I mean, I, it's like I don't normally models pay me to shoot them. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you're working with a model, that was a personal project of mine. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I know there's another photographer that I really love her style, but she was shooting a bunch of models and then was like, freaking out about making money so she ended up making a society six and didn't give any of the money to the models and i just didn't feel comfortable with that um especially since we're all kind of struggling you know so i don't know i would have felt weird about especially since it's someone's naked body i I don't know (laughs) you know they got they got naked for me for free so why should i be making money off of them you know so lydia can i ask you when was the switch to fashion you said you were doing documentary stuff in the beginning yeah. Um, well, I was documentary in college. And then I, because I initially, um, do you guys who know who James Nachaway is? No, mm. I don't. So I, I highly recommend, I mean, I'm sure you know the images if you look at his right. book. Um, but he's a war photographer and he was like one of, I think his book was called War. No, there was a documentary about him called War Photographer. And I remember seeing that when I was in junior college and it just like struck me so hard. Mm. So I wanted to be a war photographer when I first Mm. started. So literally it went like opposite directions here. Yeah. And then I just decided that I, it was making me too angry. Yeah. So I should probably not do that. So I started focusing on fine art photography. And I actually was like known for my nude work in college. And then I just, I don't know, I think I decided that fashion was probably a way to make money, mm-hmm. which if you're a photographer, you know, sometimes yeah. you make yeah, money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just kind of decided it was a way to actually like make some income. And also I was enjoying the sort of like storytelling aspect to it. Yeah. Um, so I started working a lot with influencers. I was actually, it's like, I'm kind of embarrassed by it now, but I was like one of the first photographers ever to start working with like fashion bloggers. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah. So like, I mean, it was so many years ago. I was like, what was that? Like 12 years ago? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing this a while. Um, (laughs) But I remember working with them initially because I was like, oh, it's like they're a stylist and they're like a hair and makeup and they're a model and it's all wrapped up to one. And that was how I first started getting into it. But um, mostly just because like the girls I was working with in San Francisco were like cool and like had really interesting style. And I really liked working with them because they were open to more editorial um, sort of storytelling. And then people started seeing my images and then asked me how much I like charged oh, that's and then great. it just went from there yeah. yeah it is i honestly if i could go back i want to do it really i think it kind of ruined my um there's so many years that i think i lost with blogging um like only shooting bloggers i feel like i really sort of watered down my style mm. and just in the last like year and a half i think i've really grown as a photographer because i've been pushing myself to do a lot of personal work yeah. and i didn't do personal work for years wow I think the biggest advice I would have to any photographer is to like at least try to shoot like once or twice a month for yourself. 
also like saying yes to every job too because then you're like you're doing everything and then you're like nothing is cohesive like i'm shooting you know all this other things yes i i can yeah personal work and really zoning in on what your style is is uh yeah because i was shooting all these girls and i was like this shit i mean it's like (laughs) it got to the point where i was like it I mean, it's just like a formula to me. It's Uh like I shoot full body, I shoot quarters, I shoot details. But literally, that's just like in my head thinking. And there's no art behind it. Yeah. You know, and that was really getting... Plus, I was shooting digital, so I'd fly through frame after frame Mm -hmm. after frame. So I'm literally not even thinking about what I'm doing, you know? Wow. So I don't know. I think that was like the biggest... I think if I could go back and like continue to shoot film... I would, but I can't go back, obviously. Right, so right. moving forward. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really shoot influencers now. It's like all photographer or all models for the most part. So That's cool. What was the first publication you shot for? Um I mean I think what was the first publication I shot for? I mean I uh InStyle is the one that I've really like I've been working with them for four years. Um I do their is it four years? How many seasons has it been? I don't know. Um, I do their, they do a plus size street style gallery every season. And that's my gallery. So it's only, yeah, it's only plus size. Yeah, it's cool. My friend Amanda, um, she started it. I always forget her last name. Amanda Richards. Yeah. She was the, yeah, she was the editor that started the um, gallery. And then we just kind of continued with it. And because there's a lot of street style galleries, but for the most part, they tend not to be super diverse. Mm -hmm. Usually, if you look at them, they're all like a bunch of like white, thin. Yeah. Um, blonde chicks mm-hmm. wearing like denim and a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I feel like that trend is changing. Yeah, I mean, I'm really glad to see it. I feel like a lot of photographers that I know that are really have like are very inclusive with who they shoot. They work with a lot of body types and they make sure that they're working with people of color right. and, you know, black models and like black faces. And it's just like, I feel like I want to see more of that yeah. because I'm tired of just being you know, fed this one vision of what America is or street style is or fashion um, because there's more than just one viewpoint, you know? Man, so true. Do you ever go back to shooting any documentary stuff? Like, personally do you ever get out and just kind of have something in mind that you want to you want to work on no but i mean when i shoot personal work it's usually like i was doing the nude series models Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that felt a little bit more documentary sort of like fine art Mm -hmm. um i actually randomly one of my friends who i went to school with he hooked me up with a friend of his um who gave me a toya monorail so i'm very excited about that once i i mean i'm not gonna shoot that outside that's a fun thing yeah so happy that's my Uh, yeah that was my first four by five was a monorail toya yeah there this thing this she gave it's like a giant case and like this she gave me the whole kit wow like everything the tripod i was like blown away because i can only imagine how much that was um, but I'm excited to shoot that. I just kind of want to like start doing things that I like enjoy shooting. And I do love shooting fashion. I feel like I just, I tend to go a little bit more on like the editorial quiet vibe when I'm shooting. So yeah. Can I, do you have any, okay. So I, I think it's because I started off shooting bands in the beginning of my career. So I, I'm, I, I'm like super comfortable with shooting men but I feel like whenever I, I shoot like a, a woman, it's just like, I don't know. I look at your work and I'm like, God, 
This is so good. Do you, do, do you have any advice for... I mean, it's funny because I don't really see men. I, know, I, I, I just, feel a little I, awkward. I just think it's whatever you are like yeah. drawn to or whatever is what... So it's easier. I mean, I will say like I've been shooting women for years. Like that's mm-hmm. really what I started with, especially with like influencers and bloggers and stuff. But I mean, I think the biggest thing is just like to experiment, really to try to make them feel comfortable. I always yeah. try to talk to my models, which I think is pretty normal, even if you're doing portraits. Right. And just kind of, I personally don't like poses. I personally like mm. a lot of movement. I feel like it tends to photograph a little better. Yeah. I, do, I don't love posing stuff because I just, I don't know. It, it doesn't ever look that great. It always looks a little stiff. I mean, right. usually, unless the model is like great, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But just for like the normal person, I think just like trying to make it a little bit more casual tends to work a little better. So I like that, man. Yeah. I mean, men, I have no idea. I'm like, I always just make them do what they like, just <laughs> <Yeah>. move around. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. I, I love, I, I just wish I was looking at stuff that I was shooting. Like yesterday, I posted some of my old uh, zine photos, my first zine that I did. I, I used to take mm-hmm. street portraits all the time. Like, yeah. like it was just my thing. And now looking at what I've produced in the last couple of years, I've, I'm like, I totally lost touch of, I would be so terrified to go up to somebody now and be like, Hey, yeah. let me snag your photo or, okay, you know, I just lost that. And even thinking about, like I was talking about those girls, my friends that started that podcast like thinking about doing a photo shoot with them like I am so out of touch with that because I just completely stopped doing it and but every time I do it I love it so much and Mm -hmm. I'm like I really want to do this and then I just chicken shit out of it and you know I think you you have to get over the hump though because like when I first the first time I shot with someone during COVID, I was terrified. Yeah. I was nervous. Oh, I, I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't want to, I was like shooting with like my 70 to 200. I was like, I don't want to <laughs> get near you. <laughs> I'm like, now I, I just put up like some, like two weeks ago, I shot with like a fisheye lens. So like, obviously I got over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just, you just kind of have to jump in and like, I mean, maybe you should try to like, if they're friends of yours, I would say go for it because at least you'll have that comfortability with them and you can like get a cup of coffee or something before, you know, and just try to like, can sit far apart Mm -hmm. and just see how you feel, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got to do it. Just got to do it. I know. It scares me all the time, too, because it's like I I would really love to get into doing portraits or, you know, just paid work in general, just even if it's shooting like interiors or exteriors or whatever. But I I just always get so hesitant because photography has never been my job. You know what I mean? Like, I've never had to rely on photography to pay my bills. And like, I feel like... I know how I am at work. I know work Tim and he is a miserable son of a bitch. And like, <laughs> I would really not like to bring that guy into something that I love so much, but yeah. I just love this so much. I would love to be doing more with it. You know what I mean? It's just I, such a battle. All the I mean, time. I get it. I think that's, I was starting to hate it when, yeah. when I was, all I was shooting was fashion bloggers. Cause I was like, I don't like what I'm shooting. Yeah. Yep. And I was shooting people like, I mean, obviously my style is kind of like, um, edgy and I'm covered in tattoos and shit but like all my clients were like preppy and like <laughs> super girly and yeah. I'm like I don't love shooting this and so it's really hard for me to like enjoy it and actually like I mean to each their own if that's your style that's your style but like for me it's like I have to want to shoot it right yeah. and it was just kind of it gets on you a little bit and you start feeling like you're just it's another thing you have to do you yep. know 
And so, I mean, now, I mean, I'm not making as much money as I was when I was doing that, but I do think that my work is a lot better. And I think that speaks for itself. So I don't know. And I'm, things are starting to pick up again. I've had a lot of more interest recently, so I'm hoping things will progress, but obviously it's COVID. So it's like yeah. sort of such a weird place right now, but hopefully not much longer. That's all I could say. <sighs> yeah. I mean, New York, thankfully, I think things are like, I think they just opened gyms here. Oh, wow. Last week. I'm still not doing yeah, that, yeah. but <laughs> I feel like things are moving quicker in New York just because we've been so careful. Um, which is funny because we were hit so hard initially. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Lydia, can you tell us about your transition back into film and what that was like? So my friend Emma Trim, which she's amazing, you guys should look her up. Um, she shoots mostly with Mamias. I actually just loaned her my. I had the Canon EOS A2, Ooh. so I loaned her that because I was like, you should have a thirty-five and try this one out yeah. and see what you think of it. And she shoots a lot of film and I've just been like in awe of her work. I think she's great. And she's been doing a lot of film work for brands. Like, so she was kind of the one that inspired me. Cause I was like, wait, you can get paid and shoot films. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. The dream. I mean, she does what she does is she shoots digital and she shoots film. So, um, which I've actually started doing. That's what I did today. I was like, I'm just going to shoot film. I'm going to bite the bullet and take the cost. Yeah. Which, I mean, I didn't only, I shot like three rolls, but it's like at the end of the day, when they see the film images, um, they tend to want the film yeah. over the digital right. always. So I saw her doing it and I was like, man, maybe I can, maybe I should try this again and get back into film. So I started shooting with my, um, that Canon body and I shot, I think it was like, two, maybe it was a year and a half ago. I shot fashion week entirely. Well, not entirely, but I shot it for myself with film and then just loved all of the uh, images. Awesome. And that was what kind of like re-inspired me and got me back into it. And then it's just been nonstop since I've been shooting like I have the amount of cameras. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I It's like slowly growing. I kind of went a little crazy recently because I started I just decided I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it and like really just kind of experiment with it. And I love youtube also i feel like that's really got Definitely. me yeah yeah so yeah i wanted to ask you how, how long have you been doing youtube um i've been doing youtube i want to say two or th maybe three years i mean i was doing it just not photography based at right, all it was right. all just like influencer stuff mm -hmm. um my biggest my most popular videos were always like lingerie and anything with a shaved head <laughs> um <laughs> But I just kind of got sick of the content. I, I don't like doing it that much. And it's like not that interesting to me. And this stuff that I like consuming is all photography based. Yeah. Right. You know? So, yeah, that's why I decided to. I mean, I'm still doing some fashion stuff. I've been starting to dip more into sustainability because I'm just tired of all this fast fashion bullshit that's mm -hmm. happening yeah. right now. Yeah. Especially after Black Lives Matter. There's a few brands that I kind of cut from my Rolodex of people I'll even work with. Interesting. So, yeah, I'm sure that's not normal. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of brands that kind of were like Reformation is one of them. Huh. Um, there's just so many brands that were like outed. Wow. So I Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's like, you know what? Maybe I should switch gears a little bit and yeah. try to like do something that'll possibly bring in another stream of income that I enjoy doing. Yeah. So I'm trying to start up on the YouTube. And I also don't really think there's that many women. No, I was just gonna it. say that. I'm glad that uh I'm glad that you're, you know, a woman yeah. doing this because damn yeah. it is so oversaturated with the with the dudes. <laughs> Which I love the content. Like, I mean, there's so many people that I've found God, what is his name? Grainy Days? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Jason. Jason. Yeah. Jason. Mm-hmm. I, his content's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I wish I was funny because I wish I could do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sarcastic, but yeah. there's no way. He, like, he, his it, stuff is like... He's like another level. It's like a different... Yeah. Like, different. his interview with you, I was rolling. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, yeah. He, he's such a dick. It's yeah. great. Yeah, um, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that's so interesting, you know? So it's like, I definitely want to... Like the videographer I work with, I've worked with him a lot on some previous stuff. So just going to continue with it. I'm like still kind of new and trying to figure it out. Yes. I get shooting and then I get distracted and I'm like, oh, wait, I haven't even talked to the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, really trying to focus on like stepping my game up in the YouTube realm. Yeah. Because there's so few of us women, you know? Yeah, I think I needed to hire, like, have a videographer. That really does help, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, because especially when you're shooting, it's like, I'm not paying attention. I just put up a video yesterday. I went to Sandy Hook. Yeah, I Um, saw that. Yeah, I mean, those, like, the photos came out beautiful, but I didn't really pay much attention to the video. And, I mean, he got enough out of it. He edited it together for me because I don't know how to do video. And I've tried, but I just... I'm like, you, there's a skill. That's why it's a skill yeah, set. Exactly. I don't want to do it. Yeah. But I just like, there's so many things that I wish I had gotten. I didn't get enough B-roll. And I just feel like having someone there kind of make sure that you have all of those things. Yeah. Because really like it, when you're, especially when you're filming a shoot, it's like, you're trying to focus on the shoot. And then you're also exactly. like, did I get enough B-roll for the video? It's like yeah. too much. And I was scrambling for time because yeah. we, I got it there. I got to the location at 6 a.m. So we're wow. just, you know, chasing light at yeah. that point. And you're tired because it's 6 a.m. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I would recommend a videographer if you can or someone to edit. Sometimes yeah. it's just helpful, like to take it right. off, you know. Yeah, that's that's my next step because I really want to get back into making videos again because I, I'm a big fan of the editing process. Like I am into editing and stuff like yeah. I feel like you can really bring out the story in the edit and but I, I was just working on a video for Lamography's new 4x5 instant back and I'm just like trying to shoot 4x5 which is already like yeah you know 30 minutes a shot and then having to film it too and I'm yeah. like looking at my angles because you know I'm working on the shot I'm setting my camera and tripod back here it's crooked yeah. and it looks yeah. like crap <laughs> half my head's chopped off you know what I mean I'm just like man if I would have just had somebody 
Because, yeah. you know, I want those like close up shots when I'm doing, you know, I, I need to I need to find somebody to. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was like, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it, do it. Yeah. And yeah, thankfully, Chris is great. I've been working with him for a while. So it was like nice to have someone that I feel. Also, he's starting to get back into film, too. Ooh, he cool. said, like, as soon as he filmed the first video for me, he was like, well, damn it. Now yeah. I'm into film. <laughs> and I was like, awesome. It's working. Um so, I mean, it's been nice because I feel like it's a collaborative effort, which I think is good to have someone that has like a really strong vision of what they're doing. Yeah, that's helpful. Definitely. Yeah, I just couldn't do it myself. Though. Right. I tried and I would just get so bored of like just setting up a tripod. I'm not Casey Neistat. So. <laughs> so true. So I wanted to ask you, because I always I'm, I'm curious when we talk to photographers who get, you know, ma- work with magazines, do they are they receptive of you shooting film? Do they... Do they like expect uh, like a, a fast turnaround? Do you like yeah, it's going to take mean, a couple days to get the images? And they're like, wait, what do you mean? I haven't shot film for a magazine. I shot film and then a usage a magazine usage those images recently during COVID. Ah. But no, for Fashion Week, they usually want it like the day or oh. the night. Right? Yeah. Yeah, right. and so I mean, I I'm sad I'm not getting paid, but I also don't miss Fashion Week. Yeah, um, that makes it's sense. crazy. Actually, I met Dan Bazzini. Is that what's, what's his last name? Yeah, I'm Dan Bas- Bassini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no I started invite. following him after your. <laughs> yes, I started following him after your podcast, and we actually met up during Fashion Week. I was like, "How have I not seen you? Yeah. I'm like here uh, all the time. He's the best." And then I so, like saw him everywhere after that. But I'm just like so sick of Fashion Week. It's like very. Especially in the summer, it's too hot. In the winter, it's too cold. Uh, But yeah, I feel like I probably would try to shoot film if I was given a little bit more allowance in terms of Mm -hmm. like how fast the turnaround has to be. I mean, Colorhouse, who is who I use to develop and scan, I feel like they're pretty quick lately. It's been like two or three days. Nice. But even that, you know. Right. Do you ever think about getting into like like home development or anything like that is that i keep i actually was watching one of your videos randomly yesterday and you were talking about <laughs> developing and i was like man i keep seeing all these development videos and i've never developed color i mean i have i i developed my own black and white in school but i don't know i'm like is it really like that different or no not i mean the only thing that's different with color is just the the temperature you have to keep the developer it's you just have to keep it up at 102 and i mean you can get like a sous vide or even cinestill cells if you have the extra money to buy there um i forget what the proper name of it is but uh, i mean and i all i do is literally boil some water set my thing in it until it hits 105 interesting and then just that's what i do don't listen to me my color is all shifted all over the place but it is not (laughs) that hard it's really not hard yeah and there's just something like so fulfilling about pulling it out of the tank and being like yeah hell yeah 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 i I do miss that i was like because i used to shoot like a lot of four by five and like um i I took a bunch of alternative processing classes in Mm. college too which like you know no one does that shit anymore either i mean i guess they do there's a few people i've seen that do do some of it still but yeah i do miss that like sort of tangible aspect of it yeah I just so afraid I would ruin everything, but I guess I could just run some bummer rolls through there and Well too I mean if it's something super important, you know, yeah, I would hit your lab up. But yeah. if you're just doing some personal stuff, you know, just try it out. Try it out and and I mean I think you can pretty much get into it for like 
150 bucks, you'll have like everything you'll need. And and then yeah. you'll find yourself just like everything else collecting it like baseball cards too. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, there's a squeegee I like. Oh, cool. I know. And yeah, then you'll have yeah, 17 yeah. friends be like, oh, you're into developing? Here's all this stuff that I don't use anymore. And you're like, oh my God, now I have. I know. I bet <laughs> I'll turn around and someone will offer me like a whole like dark room set. Yeah. yeah. I have nowhere to put it. Yeah. Yeah, I might look into it. I feel like I was thinking about it because it does get expensive and I'm really trying to like, I'm my goal would be by like next year to be like pretty much exclusively filmed. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, so far it's pretty much every time I do a shoot, I'm always like, so you want to shoot film? And then <laughs> yeah. usually they say yes because the my Instagram predominantly now is mostly film and that's including the shots of me yeah. too. That's the thing. Like once it's, once it's like, become your your brand or whatever like your your aesthetic it's like yeah if, if they want you then you then you have to be like well this is how i if you want that look this is how i get it yeah and, totally you know and there's not you can't replicate it no. like i mean i try and I, that was part of the reason i think i finally made this switch because i was noticing my editing style was trying to duplicate the feeling mm-hmm. of film but you could never get it and then the first time i shot portra again i was like oh okay yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. i've just been trying to do this yes forever yeah, exactly. you know although i did recently shoot cinestill and i'm uh, sort of obsessed with their oh, 50d yeah. so mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 my one of my favorite shots uh, on the sandy hook shoot was from um the cinestill so i think I'm, my next video is going to be on cinestill so they're a great I'm, like really into guys. that film yeah it's expensive, but <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's all it's all like that now. I mean, even yeah. Kodak hiked their prices up, and I, I get it, you know. And I, yeah. if it helps them be around another decade or two, like I'm, um, I'm down to spend the money, you know. Yeah, I know. I kind of felt foolish because when I I first, but I actually bought a Mamiya RZ67 when I first started getting back into it. I ended up selling it because I have back problems, and so that thing's fucking. Oh yeah, really it's a beast. Heavy. Yeah. And I just couldn't deal with it anymore. So I, but I bought it and I just bought a Polaroid back with it because I was like, oh, I should, I need one of these. And then I looked online and (laughs) I was like, I literally had been out of the loop so long. I didn't realize that Polaroid was no longer being made in the same way. Cause I, I remember just like burning through Polaroids when I was in school and I'm, yeah, it's That's crazy. such a bummer. That one hurts the most. Yeah. <sighs> I know. Actually, my friend sent me, I have like two large packs of four by five Polaroids in my fridge. And then she gave me some four by five portrait that's in the fridge too. It's expired, but you know, but yeah, that's, I mean, how expensive is four by five Polaroids now? Like $300. Oh my uh, God. For, right. so for it's 20. Gold. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you spend the three hundred dollars and it comes and all the pods are dried up on it and you're just like oh great yeah okay I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm like I know it's probably not gonna actually be very good so I'm trying not to like expect so much of it but it'd be cool if it was yeah. yeah hey I mean some of them like really I got a bunch of uh, Polaroid six six nine film that like pinkishy color peel apart film it's for the yeah. land cameras but. I it all worked. I was blown away. Wow. I was just like, "Wow, okay, so this is actually going to work." It's a, it's a gamble, but when it does, like say it does work. I mean, say half yeah. the pack works too. Like don't don't shoot like two of them and then they don't work and think that the rest and of them, toss them. Uh, Yeah, yeah cuz they advice. they might they might still work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to like that 
I like I said, I have back problems, so that camera is probably going to be a studio only mm-hmm. sort of setup for me. When I was younger, I probably could have handled it, but not anymore. <laughs> so that should be a video for sure if you're going to take out that film. Oh yeah, no, yeah. We already. I told my um, my videographer Chris. I was like, "That's definitely it. I, yeah. It's going to happen. I just have to figure out the model and like the concept right. of what I want to do for that." But yeah, it's a beautiful camera. I was like blown away. Wow, it's just so random. Like friend of a friend, they just were like, "I wanted to go to a good home. Yeah. Someone will actually use it." I'm like, "Okay, I mean, I will. Yeah, at some <laughs> point." So I was just gonna say, how are you liking that? That contacts T2. I really like it. So I ended up, I had the Yashica, which I know is your baby. It just broke. Um, it just broke yesterday. Oh my God. Really? I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, so it's been, it's been doing this thing for like years where it'll, it'll rewind mid roll. And I've had it oh. like serviced and then it works again. And then one guy was like, just make sure it has a fresh battery. So I, I put a fresh battery. I got to like frame 33 and it rewound. And I was like, okay, maybe that was a weird oh. roll of film or something. I don't know. So I put another roll in there. And I got to like frame 14 yesterday and just like in the middle. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I really liked, I actually ended up buying it after I saw Dan's podcast with you Mm. and then started watching his stuff. And I was like, I really love his work with it. Um, I just want more control. Like, I like being able to pick the um, aperture and like all of that. So I got the contacts T2 and then I got the mini Lux. So I'm going to kind of like do a video comparing yeah. the two and I'll probably, whatever one I don't like as much, I'm going to get rid of. Yeah. yeah. I tell myself that anyway. <laughs> um, I really like it though. Like I, I really liked the images. I mean, I'm still kind of, I didn't realize the frame lines were the, where they were, which oh, yeah. is so, sounds so stupid. I, I was cutting off so much of right. the image that I didn't realize, but I like the images are super sharp. It's, it's like stupid sharp. Yeah. That lens. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's, it's, I only rented it. I rented it from film, film objective. And, yeah. you know, I was like, well, it's, it's just like, I was worried about, I was like trying to psych myself out of wanting it. You know, I was like, well, it's like heavy. And it's like, I don't want to worry about it if I get it, <laughs> if I, if I ding it up or anything. And then I like got the film back and was like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know. I got, I shot with it during my first video, which was the fisheye. And I was blown away yeah. by how sharp the images, the um, depth of field. Yeah. I was like, no, this is a great camera. Yeah. I need to do another video exclusively on the Mini Lux so I can just decide yeah. which one. But I really like the contacts. I think I'm leaning towards it. How much did the Mini Lux go for? What are they going I for? I mean, I don't want <laughs> <laughs> <I'm very, laughs> to... I'm have to... Like, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I definitely overpriced. I paid too much. Um, I'm just, I'm really paranoid about things breaking. Yeah. So I like, um, like the contacts T2 came in like the yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I got almost brand new because yeah. I was just like, I don't want it to break. I don't want to have to deal with that heartbreak right, if it right, like right. breaks and then I can't fix it. I had that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was, I mean, the same with I just got. Um, the Fuji 645, the ZI. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed with that camera so far. That was with the majority of the shots from Sandy Hook that I loved were on that camera. Yeah. And I just picked up the quick camera. I'm going to just bring you in. Yeah. <laughs> it's a vlog now, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Fuji 6x9. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't shot with it at all yet. So you're going to love like, that. You're going to love that camera. Yeah, there's a photographer that my friend Crystal shot with who used that camera, and I haven't really played around with a rangefinder before, so 
I was not sure how I'd feel about it, but like I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, um, it's it like almost gives you the 35 millimeter aspect ratio for medium but just format. Bigger, yeah, yeah. 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 It's uh, I I just recently sold mine. I had one for a couple years and loved it, but it, it's just another shelf queen that's been sitting there for so long, like not getting used. And I was like, somebody yeah. needs to be enjoying this. So right. I mean, eight frames of roll is kind of a dagger of the heart. It is, so. it is. But it's actually really fun though, too. Like it, only having eight, like you, you really yeah. kind of think it out. And the lens on it is really good. You're going to be impressed with the shots too. Yeah, I want, I'm, I definitely want to shoot with that. I, there's a, another couple other concepts. I keep going back. I have like a running tally of things I want to shoot. So uh, <laughs> For sure. that's awesome. I, yeah, I'm definitely going to like put it to use. But and then I have I'm like, I guess those are all my like new babies that I got other than that lens. So I'm like spending I spent way too much. I ended up taking a lot of my unemployment and just being like, all right, we'll just <laughs> <laughs> go over there. Yeah. And because at least I know it'll make me some money back in the long run. Yeah. So that's true. It's true. That's Yeah, I'm with you on that one. We'll be right back with some listener questions for Lydia right after this message from our sponsor. Support for Analog Talk comes from Polaroid. Use the promo code ANALOGTALK10 on your first purchase on film at Polaroid.com. All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from It's Only Rory. And they wanted to know favorite discontinued film stocks. So in terms of discontinued film stocks, I feel like what I would probably say, just because I was, I grew up when I grew up, I mean, I guess I grew up um, (laughs) in college, I was, I learned how to color print, but there was all the different, um, you know, color grading for the films back then. So I feel like in terms of that, just having like the, um, possibility of doing that i think would be nice but in terms of like the actual discontinued films that like expired films that i shoot with i honestly don't even have a preference like i was going to k&m i think is the name of the store Mm -hmm. um in soho and they just have a huge selection and so i just pick up a couple and some of them turn out okay and some of them turn out trashy so it just kind of like you know the luck um but i actually just shot a shoot like a couple of weeks ago and I did it in bright, bright light with my context and they came out great. Um, so oh, I cool. think it just kind of like, you kind of just have to play around with it. So yeah, I don't know. That yeah. doesn't really answer the question. Otherwise I have no idea. I just play around with them. <laughs> that's the, I mean, I think that's a great answer though. Cause that's what I do. You know, I don't really have, especially with color film. Yeah. Well, I mean, lately it's been the Metropolis. Like, I've really been on a Lomography kick lately. But Oh, yeah, um, I've been interested in trying their films. It's, they're so good. Yeah, they're so they're definitely, like, specific. You know, like, if you want to shoot Metropolis, like, I found my best results are, like, at blue hour or at night because it's definitely got, like, a greenish. It's it's heavier on the cooler end of things. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I do wish Kodak would re- or bring back the the different kinds of portrait. Like I have a couple of the NCs and VCs saved up in yeah. my, my film stash. And I really like those films. I mean, they're definitely cool. I don't know. I just wish they'd. Yeah. I mean, I, al- I honestly don't even know what I used to shoot with when I was in um, college, like in terms of like the film stocks that I really liked. Yeah. Um, I got into color like about around the later part when I was shooting with my what I had a Hasselblad oh. that I shot 
Uh, yeah, and I sold it. No. Oh, God. Um, I know. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, I had like a LAN camera, a Hasselblad, so many cameras that I wish I kept. Um, but yeah, I feel like I was mostly black and white for a long time. And then I moved into color, and then they closed the lab right after I left. <laughs> so That's how that goes. Do you shoot much black and white anymore? Or? Um, I do a little bit. I actually shot a roll of burger when I was on the beach, but I should have rated it at like 100 or 200 because it's i rated it at um 400 it was way too dark mm. um at least for my taste the model didn't mind it but i'm just like there's no detail in the blacks and i just that bothers me so much yeah um but i do like black and white when i shoot it but i think for fashion it's just hard to do black and white because the, most of the time it's about the clothing you know yeah um, it, it is yeah so it's like i want to make sure i'm getting like the color of everything and i mean she was wearing a white dress so it didn't really matter oh, too yeah, much that's, but that's not bad then yeah i want to start playing around with it more i have a lot of black and white film that i purchased so i'll probably try to dig in a little bit cool i'm obviously pretty hardcore into black and white i know yeah. even with your zoom meeting and yeah. Being black yeah. and white. all right so this is the tough one the one that everybody hates us for asking <laughs> um the desert island you can only choose one camera and uh, why what what and why i would want to say that i feel like right now for me it would probably be the mamiya 7 Ooh, Ooh, damn that's such a cool camera yeah yeah i just think that like for me just because i have mentioned multiple times i have back problems so like I loved the RZ. I think it's a great camera. It's just too heavy for yeah. me. Um, and I do like that ratio a lot. Um, I mean, my only thing is I know you can't get super close up yeah. portrait portraits with yeah. it, but I feel like I have enough cameras. I'll, 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 you know, do that for the other ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think the Mamiya, um, I think that'd probably be, although I'm really liking Fuji, so I don't know, maybe I just need to research more, spend more time on the internet and just see what else is out there. But from what I've seen of the 7, I really like it, so. All right, so this is the second half of the, the camera question, and it is the white whale. Is there a camera out there that you've had your eye on for... A certain amount of time and just never had a chance to shoot it that oh, you did i confuse the two questions what was the last question what's your uh, favorite the, the desert island like your ride or die camera that you couldn't live without oh i mean i guess i kind of would be i obviously haven't shot with that camera so i guess i did kind of confuse the two questions <laughs> to be honest the white whale camera i think that would probably be I don't know. Part of me, just because I did shoot, I like I learned on Hasselblad. I know that they made a gold version. Oh yeah, the fancy I've, one. Yeah. I know people have mentioned that so many times. I'm like, I feel like that would probably be it because that was like what I was taught on. Mm. I love square format. I mean, I love the six by seven, and I think that like there's so many different formats, but I just some, there's something about square that just kind of like pushes you into a box literally, huh. and you kind of just have to play with it. Yeah. So. I've really grown to appreciate like six by six. I think it's yeah. such a cool classic format. Yeah. Yeah. I used to really not like it because it reminded me of Instagram, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. but now I like, I guess if you like went from like Instagram to Hasselblad, yeah, yeah. but if you went from Hasselblad to Instagram, I remember when I like got on Instagram um, or even when I was 
moving into digital, I would crop everything to square. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that way still. Yeah. And then when they moved into like doing the wider frame, I was like, oh, there's all this more room. Right. But then it's still like a weird crop. It is a weird you know? crop. Yeah. yeah. When you look at it as like whole of your aesthetic of your Instagram, you know, like yeah. it's you have to like make sure it's like still in that square. So it like still looks good. When <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I always now I'm just doing like the white borders. Yeah. Cause I'm like, if I shot it this way, this is the way I wanted it to look right. in my head. Yeah. So I, I for a while I would always just like, oh, I know I have to crop in, but I don't like doing that. I like filling the frame yeah. when I'm shooting, you right. know? Man, yeah, I always, I think it's like Insta size or something is what I use to. Yeah, just like I use that too. Cool. Good, well, great answer. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Awesome, Lydia. This this has been a pleasure. This is really cool. Um, I, I really admire your work. I think you're really doing Same. some awesome, awesome stuff. So, thank you for coming on and chatting with us about it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, I honestly, when you guys reached out to me, I was so excited because I Aww. like listen to you guys like every week. Yeah, so. Timothy brought you up. I was like, she's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy thank you so where can everybody check you out where you have a website a blog yeah my um i actually have a blog attached to my website but i haven't really used it i probably should do something with it um it's just lydiahudgens.com and then my instagram's at lydiahudgens and i think my youtube's actually under cramp that bites and not <laughs> lydiahudgens so but it's a weird name I know. I, I started it ages ago, yeah. and now it's too late to change it, I feel like. Man, cool. cool. Timothy, where are you? Guys, head over to Instagram. It's at Timothy Makeups. I also make film photography-related YouTube videos. Easiest way to find it, search bar, Timothy Makeups. You'll find a bunch of stuff there. Chris, where are you? So I am Chris B. Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Also make film photography-related stuff there. Uh, we are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, which we're trying to be more active there. Uh, Analog <laughs> Talk Podcast on Instagram and a Facebook page. We also have a Facebook group and I just want to say thank you real quick. We've gotten a lot of requests yeah. uh, there recently, a lot of interaction, a lot of people talking and sharing their work, and it just makes makes us so happy. So thank you for for hanging out in there. And that's it. The only reason to be on Facebook. Literally, so. yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, cool, Lydia. Thanks again. This has been been our pleasure. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> First off, Chris and I would like to thank Lydia for coming on the show. It was great getting to meet you and to talk about all the awesome things you're doing and just nerding out about photography and film and cameras and, and photo shoots and YouTube and, and all that fun stuff. We had such a great time. Thanks for carving out some time for us, Lydia. We really appreciate it. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. We released the show two days early over there, and for just a buck or two, you can, you can have access to the show early um, we also have patreon only exclusive after shows and we're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff over there chris and i've got some stuff figured out for the zoom and we're going to be inviting you patreons into a little group hang here shortly and you know we have a bunch of stuff planned out and we can't wait to un unravel that for all you guys so again head over to patreon.com slash analog talk just for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Guys, until next week, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making it this far. And we will see you next week. Later.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 